word like it was like maybe you had all your equipment there as like an artistic choice, you know? Because like the audience can't see it right now, but Kevin is actually like surrounded in like mechanical. It looks like he's in like. There's like cables and stuff going everywhere. It looks like he's like in some like robot suit, like in the Matrix. He's like fighting the final battle. He's like, we can't fucking. (laughs) Fighting like, what do they call them? Squid robots. Squid robots? I haven't seen the movie in a long time, but you, you understand. Sure. Well, I'm happy. I also haven't. There's a new one coming out, but I don't want to talk. I want. How was your, uh, how's your week? Anything new you've learned? Any exciting, uh, insights into the mind? No, I mean it was a good week. Uh, not much happened. I got a new toothpaste that I'm using. I'm really happy with that. Whoa, whoa slow down. Slow down. <laughs> what color is it? How much did it cost? Is it is it liquid or is it solid? The reason why I'm excited about it is it's a dollar fifty cheaper than my other toothpaste, which I usually use, and yep. it's like the same shit except it's just the baking soda, like the Arm and Hammer uh, brand. Dude, we uh, have the same one. But it's uh, probably. I mean, I hate I hate how much I like it because it's just I'm just turning into like the typical old man that uses Arm and Hammer and Old Spice for everything. Dude, I'm using baking soda, baking soda like under my armpits and like uh, for degreasing my car, not for baking, but I use that. I use yeah, that you can use it for like everything except baking. I use you it to use it in baking too. If I want to clear up the sinuses, it's really it's good for that. But they warn against it on the back of the package. But don't listen to that bullshit. That was written by the communists. Yeah, never read the package. Yeah. <laughs> never I got listen big, to directions. I got big news for you, okay? Uh-oh. Well, for the whole pot, I want to save it. Uh, as you know, I've been wanting to eat. Uh, I've been on the carnivore for a year now. And today's the day I'm burning rice. And I've saved it for this moment. It's a big moment for me, a big moment for everyone. You're going to do rice right here, right now on the pod. Yes. What and kind of rice are you eating? Is Brown that rice. Jasmine? It's the healthiest rice you can uh, you can get. The healthiest rice? Are you sure that's where you need to start? Are you sure you shouldn't be eating just like trash rice that you found in like an alleyway? <laughs> What's the logic of that? <laughs> <laughs> just, I can't even see. I can't even begin to. Are you sure you need to start on like the good rice? Like that's got to be like way up here. Is that not going to fuck with your system at all? Oh right. You haven't right, seen right. your body hasn't seen a carb in over twelve months. Well, I was right? thinking like a good carb. If I have like a good carb, it'll my body will be like, oh, this is close to nature. This is a... Uh, what are the good carbs? There are no good carbs. Brown, whole <laughs> wheat, uh, nuts, everything not as tasty. Uh, right now I'm eating Brazilian nuts because like it, uh, it's a lowest carb, lowest sugar, and they're okay. Half the time like... <laughs> Half the time, and they're huge. Half the time, it's like feels like a chore to eat them because, like, uh, I don't know. And then I mix them with cheese. That's also that's not the meat, end of the though. story. I didn't. <laughs> I was kind of leaving. Anyways, uh, would you like to see me? Uh, well, join me with the the rice. I mean, we're all gonna do it together. We'll make we're a moment do it together. I'm eating probably a hundred pieces here, and uh, well, I'd like to say goodbye to the carnivore diet. So. Should be good. Yeah. That's good. Uh, who do we have on the uh, the pod session today? You're eating. This is perfect. Uh, so we have a very funny and talented local comedian. It's uh, Kayla Christine, everyone. Clap your hands at your computers. Do it now. 
Right? I always, <laughs> I always feel weird, like, introing someone. Because, like, we used to do it, like, you do it at a show. This right? felt weird going down, fun. man. This felt weird going down. What? It felt weird You're going struggling? down. Instantly, my body was like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you know? So, <laughs> it's fun, though. It's going to be good. Oh. You're going to be like this the whole time. <laughs> but we have uh, we have Kayla Christine on the pod. Can't get excited about it. Kyle. Hold on. You can't, you can't on. die. Hold on. I can't help you. Oh. <laughs> Are you okay, bud? Oh, oh it's okay. Ah. Is that your hand? Is that another person's hand? Yeah, it's my hand. Did you think I was going to like someone to like reach up my shirt? And... I thought this was like a professional setup. I thought you were going to pay an actor. Yeah. So you've, yeah. just, you've taken someone's job now is what you've done. I got to say, and this is, not a, um, this is not harping on the effects team here. You took the, the, the de- watching the death of your, uh, your co-host very well. I think I saw you sipping the beer as it was happening. Yeah, I was you fully into it. You're just watching. You're like, oh, this is the movie now. Like I've seen a snuff film before. I can just watch this. This is Jesus. Have you seen I ones have, of the genre where like a the rice kills a man bursting through the stomach? I mean, that's pretty funny. It was pretty raw. I'll tell you. Listen, Kevin. I was really hoping you'd have a better reaction. I'm a little embarrassed because it took like 20 minutes to get this prepped. Thanks for participating, I suppose. It's sipping your beer, but... uh. No, it's good. I mean, thanks for doing the bit. I always appreciate a bit. I always appreciate commitment. Jesus Christ. Well, Kevin, you've been a, you've been a good audience. Thank you very much. All right, let's bring You're out your, uh, our, our guest here. What the fuck is wrong with Kevin? Yep. <laughs> I'm, I'm the one who has... I'm the one that's got stuff wrong with him. Says the man with ketchup and foodstuffs on his hand. Listen, he doesn't appreciate it. Alright, let's bring fucking Kayla on isn't it? and you fucking get laughy. <laughs> fucking guy. Paid Adrian Adrian two hundred dollars for this bit. That's what you that's what you need to hear as an audience member. It's just a comedian to get on stage, be super angry, and be like, fucking laugh, why don't you? Just fucking these are great jokes. These are fucking great jokes. Well, thanks, Kevin. How are we gonna You're go welcome. to break? I got to change, but how are we going to break? Yeah, let's do a break. All right, going for break. <laughs> That's sweet. Can't wait to watch it. I threw that at the wrong camera. <laughs> so the you audience is going to see me like throw rice like at just in the air. Okay, never mind. Fucking break. Are you? We are rolling right now. We're glad to glad to have you on. It's such a hassle to get the, everything set up from Skype, though. But we we're just uh, debriefing on the uh, 
the, the intro here. Um, well, I'm, yeah, I'm curious what happened, why you called uh, Kevin a psycho and why you said he's going to walk you down. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, I did this uh, like elaborate bit about watching, uh, do, eating rice for the first time, right? And I, I asked my roommate, like, you want to do a prank? And so we set up like the whole chest burster thing where I like, pretend to be sick and it would like pump out and then spray blood everywhere. And like, I really sold it. I did like a really good job. Like I was pretty amazing. And then Kevin's just, he's just sipping his beer, just watching zero input and I die. And then he's like, yeah, well, that's, uh, some people die. You talked. You talked about doing the bit like weeks ago. So I like, didn't mention it was like, gonna oh, be like, I didn't mention it was gonna be a chest burster. I just thought I did. I did no mention of. Anyways, so to back yeah, up, gonna... like like right out of the gate, first question. You I was joking. Eaten... I was joking. It didn't. I didn't actually. I'm okay. Is why I want to clear up. <laughs> but had you eaten rice before? No, I've been on the cardboard diet for a year. So this is the first uh, uh, day I would be eating rice, but I've been doing it for a week now. So. Wow. Did you cook the rice? Because it looks pretty dry. Did you just eat dry rice? No, I, I cooked the rice. I cooked the rice. There's some good stuff it? in there. I put some lard in there for some flavor, you know. It looks dry as shit. It looks like dust. Is well, what it looks like. Okay, I'm never cooking. I'm not going to cook for you. That's, uh, you, that's a no. The, uh, you can to wash your hand of the fake blood. That's what that is? Yeah, that's what that would, Yeah, uh, It itches a lot. It's, uh, it's that art, artificial sweetener. So crystal light. I'll, I'll give it a little asterisk. Uh, great to taste, but you don't put it on your hands. It looks pretty. That's crystal light, fake blood. Yeah, it actually really came off looking like blood. So yeah, yeah, that looks really intense. And the good news, the great news is uh, zero calories, so I have no risk of getting <laughs> anywhere. Do, what, what about you? How do you uh, how do you serve uh, a guest? What's your go-to? What would you do? Uh, uh, I usually offer people water to start. Um, that's what I carry carry in my house. Yeah, Good. that's that's uh, that's uh, Amish uh, medieval peasant entry level. Yeah, I mean, water is it's usually like everyone drinks water. <laughs> how could you how could you be offended by someone offering water? It's a fair point, right. I think, I feel like I've told you this maybe, Kevin, but I dated a guy once who did not drink water ever at all. All he uh, drank was uh, beer and milk. Did beer you ever milk? catch him? Beer and milk. Did I what, sorry? Did you ever catch him like drinking water like uh, like in the pantry? And he's like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, don't look at me. He looked like somebody who did not drink water. Wow. That anemic <laughs> look, eh? Like I'm more of a milkman. Yeah. Uh, Milk's high calorie. I think... I mean, I got made fun of for drinking milk as an adult. People yeah. have been like, "That's you should like, be uh, fucked up." Really? How? how? Milk is good for you. No, <laughs> you should not be drinking milk. This is like, I'm like, how long did it take me to go into a vegan ranch? Um, but there's no reason for us to drink milk. Each other. No, no, there is no. There's, there's a good no reason. reason. There's a good reason. For me, a no, no, it not. makes me feel like a tiny cow. What's any cow? That's yeah. enough reason, and I like the feeling. Cows, so I will continue to drink. Cows milk. don't drink milk, though. Little baby cows, baby cows. And so I'm, you've got like a you've got like a baby fetish. You do you want to wear a diaper, Kyle? Do you want to be? Are you a big a, baby? <laughs> a cow baby calf, they say fetish, not fetish, and I will fight to to keep that. You'll fight someone to prove <laughs> that you're not into fucking cows. <laughs> That, this you're the one making it sexual. I just want to feel like a baby cow when I drink milk. 
I don't know why. I don't know why you have to make it turn into like some weird thing, Kevin. What do you do? When, when do you have I'm someone bored. over? What's your go-to? Uh, how, do you, how do you make someone feel welcome? I usually try and give them milk and ask them <laughs> if they want to wear a diaper. <laughs> right on, right on. Yeah. That's why um, no one comes over, and it's uh, everyone's okay with that. Everyone's okay with that. I've been asking to come back. He doesn't want me to. I know. It's very strange. I don't want anyone to know where I live at my, all. My go-to is uh, the fizzy pop, like the fizzy little like uh, sparkling uh, what have you, the bouble, as they say in the French. And it's not very – no one's thrilled about it. They're usually like, oh, yeah, okay. And then... I'm excited about it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I'm probably too, I'm too overzealous uh, about the, the whole phenomenon, too. I really talk it up, like, this is cream soda, I have, like, a bunch of flavors, and I oversell it. I totally oversell it. You do love it. You do love it. I fucking love it, man. It just fucking gets me out. It gets me going. <laughs> fucking. I, I have not yeah. had Bubbly water. Yeah. In a long time, even off of the milk or his pop. Yeah, because yeah. of the lockdown and the quarantine. I haven't talked to another person uh, in so long. I'm feeling pretty unhinged, uh, personally. Uh -huh. It can it can be weird not talking to people for like days and days and days. Like some, I, I can get pretty lost in the isolation hole. I don't know what to call it, but yeah, yeah. it's tough. Yeah. And you strike up like a. 15 minute conversation with like the cashier the one time you go outside to buy groceries I feel like yeah. i've never been good at talking like i talk a lot but i've never been good at it and just lately it's like i won't talk to somebody for like weeks and then yeah i try to and i'm like but how do i do this you know? it's probably just a few yeah. little tricks is there any like little tricks you've uh, managed to uh, uh latch on to socially that you've found success with i mean as a comedian someone say you're doing like the hardest form of communication. So it's interesting how, um, how you to tackle that talking to the audience, I guess. Um, yeah. I'm like, Hey, do you want to, you want to take me step back, back a step? I'm like, what is the question? Cause I feel like I have a thing I can answer, but I'm not sure if it's in response to your question. If you, if there was like, if you, how, if the parking, if you had a car and you were, <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. so how do you talk to people on a daily basis? Um, is there any tricks you found that have helped you? And maybe you could extrapolate that and answer to how that uh, solutions evolved to on stage use, possibly. Okay, because okay. what I originally was going to say was I feel like like a, a trick for talking we're talk about veganism. Yes, that's what I was going to talk about veganism. <laughs> but with talking to people, um, I'm always just like pretty upfront about how I'm doing, uh, and I think that works good for me. Um, you know, if somebody. Like lately, I've just been saying like I'm incredibly okay. Anytime somebody asks how I'm doing, because that's true, and I don't want to be like I'm fine, I'm great, um, I'm just very okay. And I feel like uh, on stage and just like with my sets, I've always uh, I like talking about mental health stuff a lot. Um, and uh, I think if you're like genuine with people, and uh, then that will come off good. <laughs> yeah, well, so mental mental health is such like a, a category that we all kind of different their experience into and i think it's a rising problem and uh um, in society and so there's a lot to, it's becoming a lot more relatable i would imagine uh anxiety being the the thing that we see popping up more and more yeah sorry you cut out a little bit for there uh for me in the middle but talking about anxiety yep yeah i'm definitely a very anxious person uh-huh yeah, um, I've always I've always been really anxious, uh, and I never feel more anxious 
ever than right before I go on stage. I always feel like I'm going to die. Uh, oh, it's like a high, isn't it? It's great. Okay. Yeah, I hate, it. I hate it, honestly, like right before I go up. Like, I literally feel like I'm going to die. But afterwards, obviously, I feel I feel good that I, like, did it and proved to myself I could do it. So. You got a pump-up ritual as a new comedian that you're kind of latching on to? Or, like, a pump-up song or someone uh, someone you text meanly to get, like, that, that rush of uh, vindication before you... I don't know what, you, what, what your method is. Uh, I feel like I know what you mean. Um, before I go up, um, I'll usually hang out with uh, one of my best pals and like just uh, just yell at them. Not like yell at them. <laughs> they yeah. hate you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, let's perform it again. I gotta avoid her calls. She's gonna yell at me. No, just <laughs> yelling, yelling in their direction, just hollering. Uh, also, yeah, definitely, like, I like I like listening to really loud, uh, like, energetic, positive music before I go on. Um, yeah. I'm really bad, though. Like, a couple times I've made plans with people right before a show. Um, like, a year ago, I was like, hey, you want to get a beer before a show with, like, a guy I didn't really know very well yet? And I realized that I cannot do that because I, uh, I can't socialize with anybody before shows unless they already know you because I'm just, like, yeah, not a full person. You don't yeah. want to come off a uh, come off a bad date or a bad interaction with uh, anyone, and then go on stage and be like to yourself, like, "No, but I am cool." You know, you don't want that. Inner, <laughs> you don't want that inner uh, mountain to climb. Yeah, I don't think I'm never. I've never uh, tried to reassure myself, but by, by being like, "No, I am cool." Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I know that's, that's trust not, me. I'm not not the case. So that's my inner mantra before I go on stage. Like, no. I am cool. I'm cool. I got a few go-to songs. What uh, what's one of yours? Um, I really like "Dance Yourself Clean" by LCD Sound System. That's a great, great banger. I listen to that a lot. What uh, what genre is it? Oh, well, I know those guys. Credit? I LCD know Sound guys. System. I don't know yeah. what that is. It's, it's like, like it's, it's, it's like that. Probably not. It's I actually don't know. Just making sounds. Um, yeah. Would you call it like a, like electric folk or something? Sure. <laughs> um, I'm really bad at describing music and genres. Uh, poppy, electric, funky. Music. Honestly, I think, I think anyone can just say adjectives and they'll be like, oh yeah, this, this uh, music is really glossy. I like it because it's like, uh, it's really like, uh, it's really fine. Do you know what I mean when I say fine? Like you could just say anything. I feel. Yeah, it's quite long. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Usually three like to I, five minutes. Yeah. Like I, I, I get, uh, I get to say things like, "Oh, I listen to like really aggressive music," and people are like, "What's that?" I'm like, "Just like a lot of screaming." It's just like that's pretty much just it. Like imagine the worst sounds you could ever you've ever heard in your entire life and then uh they're in a song together <laughs> and yeah. that's that's the kind of music that i listen to screamo eh yeah no it's not screamo and i we hate that word kyle we hate that word screamo. here it comes here it comes <laughs> no. uh, i was talking to my strength the other day and she was saying i should listen to she didn't say screamo but she was like maybe just like listen to like really like yelly music and i thought of you i was like you'd be able to yeah. hit up Usually she's like, like into some like, like converge and like Dillinger escape plan. She's like, check out some Norma Jean. That's what she's like. Just just some really heavy hardcore punk rock bullshit. Well, yeah, 
I know when I was super depressed, uh, music could kind of become like a trap for me. I'd get stuck in this kind of sad, hipstery genre. And it felt good to like be sad and be like, oh, me. But also, you know, you have to get out of it somehow. And uh, yeah. I like purged my playlist and started from scratch. And it, it helped. It really helped. I, I remember there's a, a woman I see at the time. She, uh, I still remember, she's like, if the music's making you sad, why are you listening to it? And they shout at me like, <laughs> I'm like, Oh yeah. So I don't, I don't, I'm not into bum out music these days, you know? Yeah. Everything I listen to is pretty much electronic because there's a lot of music I like that is like that. Like it's like, you know, more lyrics based and just like sad. I can't, I can't listen to this cause it's beautiful. But after 20 minutes, I'm like, God, I really want to kill myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's tough, right? Yeah. So it's a, uh, it's only electro pop over here for me. Have you ever listened to that, uh, that album Antlers hospice? It's honestly sounds familiar. Not sure if that's just like that whole album is just a, it's like about like like being in love with this cancer patient and like how like like and then they die and then he wants to die. I'm like, why am I listening to this? There's yeah, no see, like uh, anyways. What's your, uh, so yeah, I got I got I'm gonna try to listen to more positive music and stuff. Especially uh, I'd say uh, Sprawl as long as you're in the right mood, uh, like uh, by Arcade Fire. It's a good pump-up song, Sprawl 2. And it's like, they told me to stop singing, and I told them to quit. Or, I don't know. I haven't listened yeah, to I haven't actually listened to Arcade Fire in a while, but yeah. I, used to, I used to really like them. Yeah, they're from Montreal, and they're yeah. uh, they're French. There's a bunch of them, right? Uh, there's like, uh, I actually don't know. There's probably not them, but I feel like they're playing. Yeah. Either but way. I'm sorry. Oh, I just say either way, I'm hip with the times. Uh, I know about Arcade Fire. I know about uh, uh, Anger Fist or uh, whatever is it like, uh, uh, Death Grips. Um, I got all the music, oh, you know. Yeah. I'm I'm very plugged in. It, it, uh, That's good. Yeah. Yeah. What do you got going Speaking. on? Speaking. Go ahead, Caleb. Please interrupt. It, it, the only way you're going to interrupt over Skype is just keep talking. If you have a good point, just keep barrel through. Okay. We'll. Okay, thank you. That's that's uh, my least favorite thing about like virtual calls is in person. I'm really bad for interrupting, and in person, obviously, it's like you figure it out. But I just I hate interrupting over uh, virtually. But I was gonna say, what's going on with your mic setup? You got a lot on the go there. Me? Yeah. That would I just sense. have I just have like a single mic to like record my audio, um, so that like if the connection gets shitty, there's like a backup. And stuff like that, but that's that's just it. That's all it is. It looks nice. like he's in the like nice Trinity in the Matrix, and he just like crashed the ship, and he's like, he's just like Neo, you gotta go on without. Oh me. yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's all kinds of wires and stuff in the way of the webcam, but the just the face cam looks nice. It's just looking at my face. But yeah, uh, speaking of genres, though, we're talking like genres of music. But as far as like uh, comedy goes, and like, you can do like stand-up comedy or anything, Kayla. But like, what kinds of like, what about comedy uh, like is attractive to you? Like, what kinds of different genres? Like, do you like sketch? Do you like improv? Is stand-up where it's at for for you? Like, explore me, the world. Yeah, for me, definitely stand-up. Like, what do I love about comedy? That's you know, that's such a huge. Yeah. Thing I could go in a million different directions, but um, I'd say compared to improv and sketch, um, I definitely prefer like watching stand up. Um, I really like, like the storytelling aspect of stand up, and 
I really respect when people have uh, just like incredibly written jokes and like one-liners and stuff that's really clean. Um, but my favorite part is just like the storytelling aspect of it. I really like, just everyone obviously has a different life experience and it's really cool seeing what people um, decide to like say on stage in their stand-up bits. Well, you're like a, a, a quite experienced uh, aficionado of the stamp comedy scene, and I'm fascinated to find your uh, your input on uh, what you think is working, uh, at least in our level on the scene. And I also want to add, maybe you've been watching it so much that maybe that's why you've had such success uh, early on with like your delivery and uh, stage presence in comedy, just because you've been so observant about it. Thanks. So what what do you what it's uh, what are what are you know what. Uh, what the fuck, man? Oh, <laughs> um, uh, again, I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to answer exactly what you asked me, but I'm going to ramble. Uh, sure. There. Um, I, uh, I went to like my first stand-up show in Edmonton probably four years ago, I want to say. Uh, but time is so whack. Maybe it was five. Whatever. I went to my first stand-up show X years ago in Edmonton. Um, it was the underdog show. And I actually went on a, a Tinder date. And I'd always um, enjoyed comedy on TV and Netflix and stuff, but it wasn't something I gave like much thought to. Never even considered going to a local show because I, I just hadn't even thought about it. And then I went to the Underdog show on this Tinder date. Never saw the date again, but um, that really just like changed my life going to the Underdog that one night because um, I was, was like, "Holy like- shit, this is sick!" Uh, sorry, did someone say something? I was just about to I ask what you were saying. What was it like walking in? Like, yeah. did you feel like a like there was some kind of cool and hidden going on here? Like a little undiscovered scene? I have such a bad memory. I can't remember actually how, you know, I, I felt uh, walking in. But I just remember literally like from that week forward, every week I was going to shows. Um, and, uh, and at that show, uh, I just remember being really impressed by how much... Um, like how many good comics there were in Edmonton. Because again, before I was really living under a rock, had no idea that there were even local shows. It was just beep bopping around. Um, so that was really cool. Then I started going all the time regularly. And um, I always, you know, uh, wanted to go on stage, but it wasn't something that I would have, um, like I didn't have any timeline for it. I was just going to shows all the time and writing down my own little thoughts. Uh, Cause I've been doing that you know, since I was like a kid, I always just write, um, like write for whatever, but I didn't have any like desire in the near future to go up. Um, and then, uh, I was really lucky because I just kept going to shows, you know, I made friends, made friends with hosts and stuff. Um, and Adam Dick very generously after a show, it was like, Kayla, like you're here all the time. Like, I know you're a funny person. Do you want to set? Hmm. Um, so he sent me up with a set three weeks later. Um, but I've learned a lot in the past year because when I first went up, I loved comedy, but I wasn't very aware of like, you know, the technical aspects or what is a joke. Yeah. Um, so when I look back at my like first, first few months of shows, I get embarrassed because I'm like, oh man, you really are just up there yelling. Like, you're not, where's the, where's the, <laughs> um, and something that, that Brittany Campbell, you guys had on, she said to me, like pretty early. I can't remember the way she worded it, um, but it was really nice of her and something I think about a lot. She pretty much was like, and again, you gotta do I don't the know. accent. Pardon? You gotta do the accent. 
<laughs> I can't. I can't remember the words. So if it sounds uh, harsh, it, she didn't say it in a harsh way, but it was pretty much like, get to the point, like, people like you, so they're listening to you, but like, try and cut the fat, essentially, is what she was saying. She um, said the same thing to me, but she didn't talk, she was talking about drugs, she's like, cut the fat. Like, <laughs> <laughs> harsh. Um, but yeah, and so... Uh, had a weird path of like getting into comedy and that it wasn't something I was like actively grinding. It was like me just going to shows and like having a really good time and then given the opportunity to be like, Hey, you want to do this? Uh, and that was, yeah, like I, I did my first set like a year and a couple months ago. So. Now how'd that feel that progress from going to maybe Kevin, you can help me with this analogy. How'd that feel going from a uh, audience member to kind of like, let's say you're in the war and like you're uh you're in like, uh, what's the most recent war? Vietnam, yeah. Uh, you're in Vietnam and there's like a, you're, let's say you're one of the villagers or even a tree and you're seeing the soldiers go by and then you have a gun and then now you're in the war. You know Incredible. what I mean, Kevin? Are you, Kevin, help me out with this. You know, like when you're, so now you're a soldier and you're, you're burning yeah, the like villages. When, you're, when, you're, when you go from collateral damage in a war to being the damage, like... <laughs> Yeah. You're expendable. Now you're doing the expending. How does, that, how does that feel? That's why we kept you on the show, but Kevin. Uh, <laughs> incredible. incredible. Uh, very psychologically interesting. I think that you're relating comedy to Vietnam. <laughs> um, <laughs> Bang! I don't know. It was, um, you know, like people talk about uh, imposter syndrome or whatever, just like not feeling like you're what you say you are. Uh, I feel a lot of ways like a big phony when it comes to comedy and that um, I'm like, what am I doing up here? Um, I don't know. How does it feel going from audience to on stage? Fun and good. And I'm, I'm really grateful to be up there um, for all the stage time I have. I'm grateful for that. Um, but at the same time, um, I feel like I, I watch a lot of the shows. Like if I go to a show, um, and there's a green room or something, and I usually won't go in the green room until I absolutely have to. Like, I want to watch the show, even if I'm on the show. Yeah. No, I could yeah, get that. I definitely noticed that, um, specifically about you, Kayla, because it's, uh, there's a, at a certain point of, like, just going to shows, like, you just stop watching the show. I don't know if that's, like, true for everyone, but it's, like, it happens to a lot of performers. They will just eventually investing less in watching everyone else and they're only they'll only watch themselves and and then or like not even that just like just go there to hang out and then like do the show but like you're always watching the show and like i see you at shows that you're not even like booked on so like that's that's awesome that'll give you i mean like i think that's a good thing as long as you can keep that going the more benefits you'll find from it i think Kevin, how many people do you think because you, you got an eye for uh you're, you're connected in the in the scene, and uh, how many people do you think suspect want to try comedy, but have like Kayla, but uh, are yet to take the plunge? I I don't know about that. Um, I know within my own like circle of pals, um, the few that wanted to do comedy like have in the past year. I know a, a couple um, a couple other people that like wanted to start, and they did. Um, like Mike Henderson. And my friend Wolf is Patrick. Um, you know, as to Jackie like, Withers, she audience to uh, very successful uh, start uh, for comedian. Yeah, 
Yeah, she, I and then she dipped off. I don't know that I always hate that when comics are doing so well, then they dip off. But uh, she did. She did really well when she uh, first began, and uh, I hope she does continue. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know as to like how many people in the audience are interested in doing comedy, but um. I'm sure some, and I I think that in Edmonton we have a pretty supportive community. So hopefully, if anyone in the audience does actually want to like genuinely jump into it. Um, they'd be able to when things open back up. Oh, yeah. for sure, yeah. Well, and it's it's literally every show, literally every show. Everyone wants to do comedy. Yeah, it's like the one thing that people like. If you host a show, people come up and they're be like, "Hey, can I? I want to do this. How do I get on?" And then and then that's just like their first toe dip into the water, and then they're like off and running from there. So, yeah. I think it's. Uh, pretty, pretty alluring. It's pretty, pretty sexy. There's been a lot of people think about it. They're like, I want to do that. I want to be that. I'm funny. I'm funny. Everyone wants to do it. Yeah. In Everyone's a good way. In a good way. They talk about making that transition from, um, uh, be, from being the, com from starting at the comedian you think you are in your mind to becoming the comedian, uh, uh, you actually are. That your mother <laughs> wants you to be. That's not what I was gonna say. Let me take it back to Vietnam. Let's say no, no. But <laughs> um, how was how much of that was a shock when you uh, started when you first went on stage? You you had an idea of how it was gonna go, and then it, 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 it it's like your 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 prototype plane kind of crumbled. That's at least not my experience. I didn't yeah. see your first uh, first show. All I've seen you is doing good, uh, and I, I didn't fully know you're like an audience member before. Uh, yeah. Started. How how did it translate from? Idea to... Sorry, say that again. How did it translate? I actually whispered. I didn't say anything. I don't know why I stopped. Like I just like I just... <laughs> how did it translate from idea to imp impl implement implementation? Yeah. Um. Well, again, I feel like my first show was not the norm because most people like they know that they want to go up and then they start putting their names and hats. Which for me, my first time was after the show getting offered a spot being really appreciative of that, uh, but then going home and being like, what the fuck did I agree to? Like, I can't, I can't do this. I can't go up there. Um, yeah. And then, uh, like, my phone for years has just been filled of notes that I, you know, like, should I write down that I think is funny, uh, just like offhand. So I was like, okay, it's time to start going through all these notes I've ever written and trying to, like, get five minutes together. Um, and for my very first set, um, I really kind of, like, tried to... I did like more the memorization route of like writing things down over and over again and like practicing um, in front of my friends. And uh, I like have learned since that that's not, I don't think that's like the best way to practice comedy, not for me anyways. Um, but really right up until like two minutes before I got on stage for the first time, I was like still changing things around and didn't really know what I was going to say. Um, and pretty much every time before I ever do a spot, um, I'm freaking out until i'm on stage like not sure what i'm gonna say so i think that's common i think when yeah. most comics are looking through their notepads they're kind of assembling the uh the formula or the chemicals for the spell as it were yeah. i think that's yeah. pretty i've changed the setup uh, based on the audience i'm like oh fuck so we gotta get rid of this add something like this that's, i think that's pretty pretty normal there which is there any jokes that uh you've tried that uh are just too wonky or out there or like what uh what's your weirdest bit that you've 
tried to act out or topic even i suppose i asked like seven um, I, questions i'm just realizing it now with you kayla like every time i finish a question <laughs> i can see you think and then i start another one i have no idea why i do this no yeah i'm doing my best to uh to keep on top of it i have uh, like a ADHD diagnosis that I've been spewing out a lot lately, uh, just letting everybody know. So I have a really hard time focusing. So I think like, that's a symptom. Yeah, I'm trying <laughs> to focus. Um, see, I already forgot. Oh, you're talking about weird bits, uh, bits people don't like. Um, I have a joke about uh, a, a sign I saw about bird feed that nobody's ever been like, don't do that. But like, the only time I did it at Underdog, Simon Gorsat gave it like a, mm. like a, like, come on. Um, uh, and then I did it once in, in Hollywood, which is like super fun. Um, but like everyone just like groaned because it's like a stupid pun joke kind of thing. So I have some bits like that where it's like. About like bird food? About bird food, yeah. I'll just, I'll just say it for you guys. Uh, but it's really stupid. Okay. Um, I, I saw a sign um, that said earn points on bird feed. Uh, and uh, not like it matters, but it's outside a store downtown called Wild Birds Unlimited, which I just think is great. That, like that's a real shop that exists in our city. Um, but it said earn points on bird feed. And I was like, oh, thank God, like finally. Uh, and I really needed bird feed because um, all I had at home was bird throw up. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> fucking stupid, but I've done that on stage like a couple times and it never gets like no, no one's ever like funny, but I'm going to try it because I like stupid oh, man it was good you brought it to hollywood you said yeah and they threw it out uh oh. it out, but yeah in february um like a month before the lockdown i i was in hollywood with my friend who also does comedy hazel there and that was that was really fun doing comedy in hollywood it was weird because right before the lockdown um i had like i felt like i had my big boy comic pants on like i had all these shows lined up um, there were like paid shows and I was in Hollywood and I was like, yeah. And then, you know, everything shut down. Right. 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 Do you think you were the cause? Yeah, it's definitely one thing that would take the wind out of your sails. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, you, you take it that, it seems like you take it the heart, but I mean, it's obviously, it's going to pick back up. And, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say I've taken it to heart, but I'm just like, uh, I'm feeling very bummed about everything ever uh, lately, personally. So it's uh -huh. hard to, because I live very day by day. So it's like, you know, normally I'm like, oh, I have a, you know, like goat's head is tomorrow night. Then it's like, okay, I can get some shit together. But just lately with like nothing on the calendar, it's really hard for me to uh, motivate myself to, to work on anything or flush anything out properly. How do you think the very talented neurotic comedians uh, make it to great success? Yeah. I don't know what I'd love to know because I'm definitely very neurotic. <laughs> what do you think? I think they clamp down on their id like a motherfucker and just keep a schedule and or at least the dates they can. Because uh, yeah. you show up. You show up a lot. Uh, yeah. You show up uh, quite frequently. That's what I find. So that's always helpful. Writing. Yeah. Having a writing um, uh, ritual or schedule really helps something i've yet to accomplish but man i think who's to say they say there's like a there's something awesome about being like a crazy genius comedian and the, there's a whole mythology about like oh he's mad and genius on the on the stage i don't buy that i think that's like one percent of one percent one percent of like people who can pull that off i think yeah. you really gotta 
sort of uh, improve yourself, get yourself to a point where you can uh, put full focus into your passions, and that might be the best method. I'm tired of this get on stage high and be crazy kind of. I mean, like it works for some people. Edmonton actually isn't that crazy of like a like a drug-addled, coke-filled, like ketamine comic scene. But uh, I think there's something to be said for putting in some sweat uh, to mix with the the skill we all have. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know that I, uh, not like I'm doing ketamine, but I know I can't uh, like smoke weed before a show. I know that's no good for me. What a nightmare. What a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the yeah. worst uh, ritual to do before uh, a show is to ingest psychoactive substances. Are you crazy? You know? Yeah. That's the, that's not way to that's not how you get up, up for a show. What's the biggest show I, you've I done so far? I think uh, like you said, it works. Poor poor Kevin is lagging and uh, Kyle. I heard Kyle say, "What's the biggest show I've done so far?" And then Kevin, you were saying something, but I, it's gone. <laughs> he's so he's, he's so he's still going too. Like in his apartment, he's like, "Wow, I'm really fucking hammering this point out here. They're enthralled. Like where is Frozen?" He's been for me for quite a while. Yeah, you might not, you might come back out, uh, but we might uh, have to call it back in. But what, what's the biggest show you've done personally? Maybe not sh uh, show wise, but. Um, so. I'm like trying to think of that, say a bunch of different things. So I was going to say, like, every time I do Underdog, to me, that's like a big show. Yeah. Um, doing the show in Hollywood that I just mentioned, that was really big for me. Um, just the fact that it was like in Hollywood was pretty cool. Um, and uh, I listened to your past episodes. Uh, Will Hannigan mentioned Nick Nemiroff, who's a super funny comic. Um, and I was really grateful for that show I did in Hollywood. I was able to get on that because he let me know. Um, nice. You know, having draw spots for us, that was nice of him. Um, that show was just really fun being in Hollywood because I was with one of my best friends and got to do a set in front of like people I recognized. Um, and Andy Dick was there, which was wild. Um, oh, cool. Uh, uh. Was he doing? Was he doing comedy <laughs> or just uh, uh, doing drugs? He had a set, um, but it was him just like super wasted on a bar stool, with like like his whole set was him being like like trying to find the like straw of his drink. Um, he told me and Hazel that we were beautiful lesbians, so that was really something. Um, that was a good show. And then like my favorite show I think I've done uh, was the Blouse Show. Um, at the grindstone, I can't even remember now when that was, but Maria Lopez uh, put it together. Oh, what a crusher! Yeah, and it was like me and Natasha Lynn Miles and Brittany Campbell and Celeste and Paula headlining. And oh, I'm gonna hate myself so much if I'm, I feel like I'm forgetting somebody. Oh, I, I think know. that's all the female comics. I think you um, but that was, no, that was like, a lot. We have a lot. I'm not sure. We have I like ten. Pardon? So we have like ten. Ten. Whole comic. Um, yeah. We need more. We need more. Like that's very much a requirement of the of the scene. As many people that need to do it will want to do it. Yeah. Encouragement is what I'm trying to say. Encouragement. It'd be weird if um, you said like, and that's enough. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like we don't need any more. No more. We've got enough perspective. <laughs> no, 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 we don't. Um, but the blog show was really fun because uh, I was happy about it and like had fun with all the other comics on it. And also, um, 
I was like being a taxi that night for a couple of my close friends. So driving them home after the set and they were just like gassing me up and talking about how much fun it was. And then oh, that's great. on the drive home, I just like blasted my favorite song. So I was like, good. And I was like, Oh yeah. So that was like, that was the night where I was like, Oh, I think this is when people talk about like getting high after a show. Like that was like, I was yeah. feeling it. See, yeah. that's a good feeling. How would you describe it? Uh, it's, it's like a clean, sober high, isn't it? It's, it's nice. It's not like, I don't know if you were high before, but when, when I feel it, most of the times it's like, it's this kind of national, uh, national, uh, uh, natural endorphin uh, rush. What do you, what do you feel, Kevin, when you, when you come off a good, good set? What's... I, I feel pretty good when I get it off stage. I mean, I felt bad when I got off stage, but there's usually a certain amount of like relief that it, that it happened anyway. So there's always, there's always good feelings. Once you get off stage, I don't have to do it again. That's what's nice. Bombing is rough. right. Yeah. Well, I, it would suck to like go up and bomb and then get off stage. And then they're like, no, you didn't do good enough. You have to go do another five. You have to do better. <laughs> that would be, that would be so tough. I mean, like you would do it, but you would, uh, that'd be really tough to like fight back from. Cause like I've seen, I've definitely seen comedians like dig for a laugh. They're just like, they're on stage and they're bombing and it's been like seven minutes and like they got lit like two minutes ago and they're just like digging for a laugh and the crowd is just not giving it to them. And it's just, it's really sad to see, but like you love to see it like in a sort of like a car crash kind of way. I don't know. At least that's my feeling. It's like, uh, there's like a catharsis there. Anytime somebody disobeys the light for me is like the whole can't look away. It's so bad kind of thing. But like if somebody is ignoring the light, like to the point where it's like really bad, that for me is so funny because it's just, yeah. it's so bad. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. That's like, like the yeah, first rule they like, tell uh, you. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. It's always the first thing I hear is like, hey, you get five minutes light at four and then uh, and then just get off the stage just get yeah. off the stage i can't imagine what the logic must be but i do remember when i first started uh i remember yeah. vividly or uh, glimmeringly uh, thinking that someone's taking pictures for a while i'm like why are they taking pictures i must be really good mm. but intentionally running a light i don't get that they're like no no i'm gonna save it after this uh i just need 11 more minutes that i'm gonna pull out of this it's gonna be good, I tell you. Kayla, what uh, what can you give to advice to anyone who's uh, going to start? I feel like I very much still am starting um, advice. Um, I think kind of in the same line of what I said that Brittany um, advised me, um, just kind of other like similar things I've heard uh, that for me has been really helpful is that the audience like they don't know you, they don't care about you. You need to make them laugh. Um, and for me, like I said, when I watch my early sets, I get embarrassed because <laughs> maybe this wouldn't be like good pump up uh, a pep talk for somebody new starting me saying I get embarrassed. Um, but just like get to the point, get to your point. Um, you know, people say it's like doing comedy is not the same thing as talking to your friends. Um, and like I always knew that from the start. Um, but I think just yeah, getting to your point um, is really important. How do you write a joke now, like a year in? As opposed to kind of just guessing what a punchline might be, how, how have you evolved, Kevin? You, I'd love to hear your uh, take two now, like five, four years in. Uh, I would yeah, have... I can, I can answer after Kayla. Sorry, go ahead, go ahead first. Actually, so I'm like I'm thinking. No, no, you, you go ahead because I want to hear 
because uh, you were talking earlier about writing your jokes like verbatim, but like, how does it go from like idea to paper to stage now? Yeah, well, and none of it is refined. Um, I'm constantly working on, you know, how I how I'm trying to write and stuff. Um, but um, I used to write on paper, and now I find I like writing on my laptop a lot better, just to move things around. Um, but it's so hard, and like I feel like people have already said this on your guys' show, but like. It's like really until you do it on stage, you don't exactly know how it's gonna flow. But for me, it's usually I'll write things on my phone, I'll write things on my laptop. Um, this sounds really insane to like say out loud, uh, but something I've been doing since lockdown that makes me feel completely, <laughs> completely neurotic. Um, I always like smoke weed and like read my shit out loud as if I was on stage. Like oh, I think- Taylor, that is the most normal thing you could ever, look at this, this is in my cup, my desk and it's attached, I taped it down. And I thought okay. you just say stuff to my laptop like a maniac. That makes me feel better because I, I have a huge flashlight I do it with. Um, yeah. No, it makes you better, I think. It makes yeah. You better. Um, just like, yeah, not loud. Um, I, I also, I have a little USB voice recorder that I got that I like will keep in bed with me um, because a lot of times before I'm falling asleep, I'll think of stuff I think is funny that I like want to write down, um, but I don't want to get out my phone or a notepad, so... I don't, yeah, I don't, I definitely don't have like a smooth streamlined process. Um, it's more just like I have audio files here and piece of paper here and known like things on my phone here and I yeah. just try and like. You know, I found, tr I found trouble um, recording my thoughts directly into audio. Um, just a different problems, just the same as I did with writing. Like it wasn't as smooth of a solution I thought because when I wrote, and I had an idea, I almost like had a lightning bolt idea and I wanted to write it down exactly how I remembered it before it like morphed on me, exactly yeah. how it said in my mind. And I thought recording it would be the simplest way to just capture the form out in its purest form. But I fuck up that too. Like I'd go to say it and it comes out all wonky and wobbly too. It's like that yeah. intermediary zone of writing that I can't, I don't know how to get it out pure from my head to my, did you find that? With the recording? No. Okay, so I'm just fucked. <laughs> I'm just, I'm doing it wrong. I don't know, I, would just, I don't think there's any way you can do it wrong, but when I, if I record myself on my little USB thing, like, I'm never recording that, uh, like, with the assumption that it's the way I would say something on stage one day. It's like, it's all pretty rough. Or it's just like, you know, expand this, work on Is this. it like blueprint notes? So like, oh, I talk about this, I would say it like this, here's an idea. Like, do you make notes for yourself to hear later on? Is it like a scaffolding? <laughs> I'm just like, now I'm just like trying to pull my phone up and like find something. No worries. Uh, it's, it's like point four, blah, blah, like, blah. Point four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> blah. Blah. I'm like, oh, okay, I get it now. Yeah. Or again, uh, it makes me feel super neurotic, but something that I'll do is I'll just like pace my apartment uh, with like, and I'll just like talk, but I'll record that. And then I'll listen back to it and listening back to it will make me want to like shoot myself in the, in the face. Cause it's so bad, yeah. but it's like maybe out of like 40 minutes of me being insane and rambling to myself, I'll have like a couple of good ideas and then I'll pull those out and be like, okay, let's work on those later. Mark Norman does that. I was just listening to him say that early on. Nice. I do not know who that is, but that's good to know that other people are doing that because I, I sure feel uh, real, real, not in touch with reality when I'm doing that. <laughs> oh, that's half the, yeah. Thing, I think. Kevin? 
I mean, I tried, and I'm still, like, trying a bunch of different stuff. Like, when I first started, I used to write stuff out, like, essay form for, and, like, say it verbatim on stage. Like, I was, I I don't know, I just, I had trouble memorizing stuff. So, me writing it down and stuff would, like, help me commit it to memory. And because of the way I wrote it, uh, it would just be, that would be the way that I say it. Um, but then... Like, I would never tell the same joke the same way, if that makes sense. Like, I have, I would have these ideas and they would be like, like spider web connections to the rest of them. So it wouldn't be like a perfect path to flow from one topic to the other. I'd like, I could bounce around and like, I could talk about this one subject and like, I have a bunch of jokes or throwaway lines about that and then i can start talking about something else or i can spend more time on it or something oh, wow. like that and then, really kind of... sorry go ahead yeah just like i write i write down like everything and then and then just work from from there and it's like i don't know whenever i'm on stage it doesn't work out the way that i wrote it down or the way that i planned it so i stopped trying to do it that that way but yeah no i don't know now i write stuff down on my phone and it's like an idea it's like a premise and then i'll try it on stage a bunch of times and then i'll get a bunch of different directions from that and i'll have all the recordings from that and then i'll kind of use the recordings as opposed to like what i wrote down about the joke and then once i think i've finally got something figured out i'll write it out again so like all my all my notebooks and stuff are just the same joke written over and over and over again different ways that's all it is yeah. and it's all well, bad. You... like i wouldn't recommend this method for anyone <laughs> well you saying that made me think like about like you know how do i write a big part of how i write is i will rewatch or re-listen to like my old sets um mm -hmm. Which again, usually for me, they are very painful. I like doing like the video, um, but that for me has been really helpful in like reworking stuff. Because it's like you can see yeah. that you know it's like well nobody, nobody's responding to that, or people responded to this a lot more than they thought it would, or than I thought they would. So then, add yeah. more to that. Yeah, uh, Kayla, you're 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 also very physical on stage. Do you find that watching the videos again helps you sort of manage your not like act outs because because they're not necessarily that uh like that boring it's just like you are doing things with your with your body and your stances on stage does that can you edit yourself from a video when you're doing that kind of shit not really like there's like two different bits i have where i'm specifically doing something physical like one of them is like i'm raising my like foot over my head and the other one is like i'm like opening my knees but like other than those two instances there's nothing I'm like cognizant of wanting to recreate when I'm on stage. I right. just am like, I just go with it. You're just up there, yeah. 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 Do you think? I think you'll you might. I could see you being really physical in uh, in the future, like with just movements and knowing where to like look for the the audience and all that stuff. That's after if you watch the really good guys, I'll bet they'll say the same as you. They they're not even cognizant really of they're doing it. They might be aware by now, but half the half the thing I think is like filling space up with your body. Uh, uh, communication. Yeah. Did uh, did that track with what uh, Kevin said with the whole like flow? Is that anything you you kind of do too? No. Yeah. I get. I get what you mean. Like I. I don't. I'm aware that I'm moving, but I'm not. Uh, 
I'm not like, oh, you know, left foot red or whatever. Quarter turn. <laughs> but, but I like moving in. In real life, when I'm talking to people, um, I, I do like moving around. I don't know if I'd say I like it, but it's just like an easy way to get energy out. Um, so it feels natural for me to move around ridiculously on stage. I love to be uh, physical and uh, move around. That's one of my favorite uh, things. I like yelling recently. I really like just making like noises. Like I this one bit where I just... I'm on a bus and I, I like to be people watched where I make people watch me and like every time the bus stops doesn't matter if it's slow or fast I go like <laughs> and my favorite thrill, thrill is seeing how long I can make that noise and have people li listen and laugh <laughs> eventually they get tired because it's not it's not particularly clever yelping it's fun making stupid sounds and moving weird yeah and, fun. Then, and then you get to say you're an artist we gotta we gotta go for a break pretty quick here, and I'd love to get uh, your take uh, about some stuff. Kevin, I was wondering if you have a question, but after the break, I'd love to, Kayla, if you could give us some some real because you've watched a number of the shows, some real harsh criticism that could uh, build us up about what we're doing. But it, we're not, not like anything that we're doing bad, and it, we don't want to change anything. And we'd, uh, we want it to be, like, encouraging and just kind of, like, to to make us feel good. Okay. So compliments. No, no. But like compliments? We can do that. For the full hour. Yeah. No, we'd, we'd so, seriously love your book because I know you're one of the early uh, commenters. Yeah. Cool. We, Thanks, we kept yeah. more shit talking. I, I, yeah. We saw that comment. We were like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Do you do you want me to ask a question? You you got always these good questions ready to go, and I was hoping you'd have like a crescendo piece to. I I have I have like a, a question. Uh, what's what's important about doing like stand-up comedy? Like, why do it in the first place? Like, especially at the at the amateur level. Like, what's what's to gain? Uh, like right now from just doing stand-up. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, right now, nothing. Um, but <laughs> I love that style, that, that like starky. That's really. Yeah. Hopefully, in yeah. the near future, or you know, uh, in the somewhat recent past, um, why I really like doing it, which motiv what motivates me to want to keep doing it, is um, saying like spite doesn't sound great, um, but I really like doing comedy because I get to holler and say things that, like, things have come a long way. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of shows that you go to where, like, I feel like the majority of the jokes are, like, punching down on people. Uh, it's like, oh, like, let's punch people down instead of building people up. Um, I think there's a lot of, like, toxic masculine patriarchy stuff floating around, like, the mainstream comedy. Um, so I really like doing comedy for, like, women. Uh, and... Um, mental health stuff too like i said i really like talking about mental health um and having like the butt of the joke not be punching down on people who are doing poorly um i don't know does that make sense so there's a lot of things you would yeah, want no, to uh, there's a lot of things you would want change on the scene or the industry do you think I mean, the best way of doing that is to build the audience who are looking for those changes or to sort of uh try to engineer it um, I'm sad. I just broke my bracelet. I think the answer is, uh, well, I don't, I wouldn't say I want to change anything in the scene. Did you say that? Sorry, I'm kind of distracted by all the beads I've got falling around me now. Yeah. 
yeah, no, I wouldn't, I don't know. I don't, I wouldn't say I want to like change things. Um, but I think just making like spaces where people feel more comfortable to go and to want to like do comedy or watch comedy. Cause again, things have gotten a lot better, but I remember like some of the first shows I went to, it would literally be like three, four rape jokes per night. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Um, and I just don't think stuff like that's funny. I think there's a lot of audience members who don't think stuff like that is funny. Um, I'm, uh, I feel like I'm digging myself. Yeah, no, no. Here, but you know what I mean? No, you're not. You're not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you're, you're talking about uh, something that like, yeah, there's a lot of really sort of like easy hack bullshit that, that gets on stage uh, for like no reason. And it's just like, they're not funny jokes. They are uh, like punching down on like the butt of the joke is, is someone who's like, just like, it's not a funny joke and it's, it's still prevalent uh, in a lot of, in a lot of spaces. And it is, it is kind of bullshit to still see it on stage and stuff. And you're like, you see a lot of other comedians and performers out there just trying to be funny in their own unique way. And then you have a bunch of um, hacks talking about, just like real racist or sexist stuff. And they're like, Oh, it's, it's just comedy. It's just jokes. Don't get, don't get upset. I'm not, I'm not being offensive. And if you're just doing comedy badly, like I'm more offended that you call it comedy, not that you're being racist. I think yeah. it's a self-solving uh, problem in that uh, those comics usually uh, die out or evolve. Cause I mean, any of the comics are doing that early on. Like there's a talk of how, uh, you know, you, when you're first yeah, starting out a joke or a career, uh, you're going to bump into, uh, awkward topics, stupid topics. And if you stick with it and you're able to change, you'll change your act. So it's a self-correcting problem in that sense. It adds to the danger element, danger, danger of comedy that, uh, man, Edmonton might be the, I don't want to say it's sanitized cause I have nothing to compare it to, but it certainly seems like it's a lot more friendly in terms of. There's no like fights or like coke or anything these days. You, Kayla, though, you're you've seen it like four years ago, so maybe you're coming up from a different perspective there. I never would say I saw any like fights or anything, but I just think I think a lot of people who do comedy in a way that puts other people down, you know, whether it's like racist or homophobic or transphobic or any other like numerous shitty things, um, I think a lot of those people. Like Kevin, you kind of said they're like, I'm doing comedy. It's just a joke. Um, it's like there's nothing edgy about being hateful like that. Like there's there's nothing smart, you know, about jokes like that that are really hacked. Um, and I don't know. Like you're saying, it's a self self solving problem. I would like to think it is, but I feel like I feel like there's people who do really like hateful, ignorant material that still uh, get a lot of reinforcement. Would know. you call the hateful ignorant material like uh, the aim is to make the person feel bad? Because obviously we're talking about like uh, Plato's hate. That's obviously bad. But if there's something nuanced about the what they're trying to dig up from uncomfortable truths, is there any type of merit to the, the latter argument? Or should people just be silent if they're talking about topics that are touching to people? Oh, I definitely. I don't think people should be silent and I feel like um I feel like a lot of the pushback for people saying that they you know don't want to stop doing certain stuff is like well like what do you want you know silence 
I was like, no, I don't, I don't want silence. I think, I don't think anything should be off topics or off topic. I just think people should, uh, I think there should be like a point to, you know, if you're going to be talking about touchy material and you're digging for something and, and like you have this little kernel of truth you want to, I just feel like that should be highlighted more than like the. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. why I said like the, those, uh, the experience comics, I'm always glad when I see them kind of poking and prodding cause they got the experience to do it tactfully. Um, so I'm always, I'm always yeah. excited when well, uh, that's the thing is that yeah. you need, you need nuance. It needs like a, a subtle hand to do those kinds of jokes and get your point across and have it still be funny and, and have it be sort of that like racing material. Um, Jerry Seinfeld has one of my favorite quotes where he's talking about how uh, he's, he's got like a, a joke about cancer uh, in his act. And there's a woman that came up to him afterwards and was like, Hey, my sister has cancer. None of those jokes are funny. I'm like super offended. I want you to like, like speak to this and like apologize about it and stuff like that and jerry seinfeld's like cancer itself isn't funny like cancer's not funny at all uh but jokes about cancer can be he didn't say that jokes about cancer are funny he yeah. said that it's possible to make a funny joke about cancer and i think that that's true in almost every subject it's like you can make a joke about it but it's gonna take a certain level of uh, intelligence and uh, real sort of like emotional maturity to make an offensive joke that people will laugh at. Yeah. Have you hosted before? I think and you it's make tough. a good host. Me? Yeah. Oh, yeah, thanks. you. Get the likable personality, the the uh, the quirk to carry a show. I think it'd be pretty successful too. Thanks. Yeah, no, I definitely haven't. And uh, I just, I know there's a lot of shit going on in the world right now. Um, and like comedy shows coming back is not high priority, but just like selfishly, I've been having a little bit of a pity party lately. Cause like, I am so ready for shows. Yeah. 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 I feel that too. I'm way too excited for shows to come back and it's, it's like not important to anyone else except us. Calgary's <laughs> having their first one in February. And well, I'd love to, Chat more yeah. about that with you guys. I think that's a pretty cool place to end. We got serious at the end. We had some jokes in the beginning. Uh, we had a, a stunt at the at the start and the middle. What was the middle? Was the middle? I gotta do these write ups for the the promos. So. I think that was where we lost the connection. The middle was oh, where yeah, we the lost middle was the, all the internet. By the way, this is Kevin's nightmare. This is Twilight Zone. He's got like a show that people are watching, and he gets to share his like uh, rhetoric, his skillful rhetoric, and he's always lagging. Like as soon as he starts a point, <laughs> I, that's, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about people watching the show. I I still don't know how, and I well, I don't want to think about it. Well, know. we'll get to know that Ever. more when we return back off this break with uh, Kayla Christine Dornan. Everyone, hope I got the last name right. Yeah, you could cut the last name out. Just Kayla Christine is great. Okay. Woo! Oh, I'm not woo. a letter but it spells out i want to like try and show you but i'm like it's too small i don't think it's gonna work see what that is no uh, okay, that's a d
It's like a it's like a B. It's inside it's it's backwards and upside down. Fuck. It spells out okay. pick. <laughs> spells out picks? Spells out Yes. Oh nice. And okay. I broke it. Oh shoot. Do you hate yeah, to see I, it? Cut the door in. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. This is this the wrap up. It's, I'm like, how much time has even passed? Well, that uh, I got all the batteries going. Uh, everything you guys just said was fantastic. Can you repeat it uh, in its entirety? That'd be great. It was very touching. Like, family uh, uh, just, support. Just backwards. Just say it backwards. Say, actually, say backwards. I'll reverse it in post. No, no, we can't do that. We yeah. don't have the budget, <laughs> the time, or the technology. Kayla, sorry about your bracelet. Thanks for joining us on the pod. We appreciate your time. Uh, it's going a bit long, um, but that's great. We're getting kind of longer into episodes. Any advice? Because we value your, I know both me and Kevin, I, I believe we, we value your uh, input. Thanks. Um, oh yeah, criticism. Yeah, let's do this. Before I came on here, I literally made um, a list of like things to say in case there were some pauses or I had anything to ask you guys. Did I bring it into this room? No. <laughs> that's funny. No. <laughs> It's on the kitchen, though. It's on the fridge, though. Let me tell you. <laughs> Advice, watch criticism. I don't have any criticism. I'm glad you guys are doing this podcast. I've really enjoyed watching it. And um, as just like, yeah, we're not in a life right now that is uh, having comedy happen. I've really appreciated listening to your guys' podcast to get me hyped for comedy and make me feel like excited about it. Um, is it... Are, we, are, we, are they too long? Are they quick enough? Or what, would you like more con uh, topics to be more concrete? Uh, are we facing the right way? <laughs> I think all that's good. I like being able to see people. Um, so I'm glad you guys have like the video aspect, not just an audio. Yeah. Um, that makes all yeah. the difference. Just being able to see someone in the podcast. I mean, like, what am I going to like? I'm not going to put on a pod. Like, I think the idea is like you do something else, but like, I'm not going to start jogging. Just so I can listen to a podcast. You know, I'm not gonna do chores. I, I put on a podcast. podcast to look and not think about stuff. There's like a couple podcasts I listen to, um, like weekly, where it's just audio. Yeah. And, and like I like those, um, but you will come these. Who would you recommend? I, I'd love to. What, what are the ones that are rising? What are the ones that are? What's what? Why would you put certain ones on? For what? Like, I'm doing it again. I'm sorry, Kayla. Let me narrow down. What are good <laughs> podcasts? <laughs> okay, yes, I would highly recommend that I love that I listen to every day because they come out with it every day. It's called The Daily, uh, The Daily Zeitgeist. I really like it. It's two comics, um, Jack O'Byrne and Miles Gray host it, and they have a different comic on every day. And they talk about it's like mainly focused on um, America and American politics, but also world stuff. And it's like they talk about serious stuff that's happening, but then they'll also talk about like a new like Taco Bell menu item. Um, <laughs> And they're like about 40 minutes in there every day. And I really like them. I'd highly recommend them. I listen to the Jake and Amir, if I, if I were you podcast, it's like a advice podcast, two guys from college humor, and they just give terrible advice. Similar kind of vibes, I suppose. 45 minutes. Yeah. What about you there, Kev? Uh, Kevin? Uh, the only other podcast I'm listening to is uh, y Your Parents Watch This, which right. is Key and Beattie and, and Brad Semituck. So I keep coming back to that one. And, it's jokes, jokes, uh, jokes. That's I the think, thing I love about that. those guys. 
they're very funny. They're really, really funny. And like sometimes when I when I've seen the movie and I already have like a background, it's fun to just like watch and stuff. But you don't need to watch the movie that they've watched. There's a lot of um, entertainment value there without like you don't have to do your homework to do to like listen to that podcast. And that's what I feel is like daunting for me is like I feel like I need to be a smarter person to like listen to a lot of podcasts like i'm just i'm the dumbest person in the room like in every room i'm in like i really feel that way and so it's hard for me to like get on everyone's level because like i like i didn't go to fucking university i don't have a degree like i don't have isn't that surprising and it's like you get everyone has like these giant brains oh you all have these hot fucking like powerlifting brains and like i don't know like whenever you talk about plato i don't know I don't know what you're talking about 100% of the time. Which I is really always know. surprising me, Kevin, because you're so smart. And you. <laughs> and when I learned that you didn't just now that, well, well, when I learned that you told me that, the, the whole college thing, and I realized I was in college, it like shifted. I'm like, what? Give me your jacket. Like I started bullying you. No, no, that's that's not true. Right? It's yeah. surprising. I, you're like, and I was like, like driving you places. <laughs> <laughs> I understand what you say when you feel like you're the dumbest person in the room because I feel that way a lot. Um. However, you come off as like a very smart person. Yeah, Kevin. totally. Damn it. <laughs> that's with great response. That's probably mm-hmm. a burden on you too, because people always look to you like, "Well, what does Kevin think?" Like if they're if you're on like a sinking ship, Sometimes. you just have that face where I'd turn to you and be like, "Well, this guy knows. He he'll know what to do." Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes people will like look to me for information and i'm just like i don't like google it like i don't have anything for you i'm sorry yeah like can we talk about like uh, different kinds of skateboard tricks that's where i have a lot of knowledge it's like yeah i feel like you want to learn what a dolphin flip is i'll tell you what a dolphin flip is on a skateboard (laughs) i'm not i'm not going to tell you what it is unless you ask and you're compelling too that's the thing too it's like that's the issue is people like listening and i'm like i'm just waiting for them to stop listening and i don't i don't know i'm so glad we have you have you on the pod kayla is there anything else you want to get from this podcast is there it was everything you thought we were it's too bad during covid yeah well editing is a process right i'm like what do you i'm gonna go grab my little piece of paper things on just see sure we can edit it Uh, yeah of course yeah do it yeah let's end strong would be fine if we weren't here. I'm gonna I'm gonna take that <laughs> no, opportunity. No. Yeah, it's just like just end it. So we're back. No, not a trouble. Yeah. We're back. Hey, Kevin, did you want to try and do like a host kind of talky movement of the the flow of the pod? Because I feel like I usually do that, but I'd love to see you kind of direct the the ship, maybe if you want. I, I'm comfortable doing it. You have to bear all this like affectation. Hey, so Hi, hi, podsters! Thanks for tuning in. We're uh, we're currently in the the bunkers. We're in our respective bunkers. We're here with Kyle Kniff and Kayla Christine in the uh, in the ether, and we're we're talking comedy. And uh, yeah, now we're back. I don't know. <laughs> I like it. I was I was enthralled. For... I'm I'm not like kind of. I, I hate the you're listening to a podcast. Uh, voice, I hate that. It's like whenever you're listening to talk radio, it's like I know I'm listening to talk radio. You don't have to sound like like that. Like I know you don't sound like that in real life, so you don't have to sound like that. Yeah, like if you 
You guys ever heard like a radio person do stand up? That's always a trip. That is an experience, yeah. Because they're so good at talking, um, and the comedy is uh, catching up to that to match that skill. So it's kind of it's strange. Yeah. It's like it's like watching someone who knows how to skate really well, um, trying to. I lost the analogy. Try to go to Vietnam. Yeah, I was gonna go there, and that's all I could think about. I was gonna try and jokingly. Anyways. Yeah, it's a, there's a weird, um, I don't want to say like disconnect, but there's something else in the air whenever a radio person is on stage and they're talking to the audience. That's not all bad. Dylan at West End, he did okay. They really can like capture the uh, the, the audience really quick. Is it quick. Pepper or Dylan? I forget who. Was it, it Pepper was, or Dylan? It was some... Because I think, I think... It matters, eh? I think I've, I think I've seen Pepper do... Uh, uh, do stand up before. Silver hair, kind of hip, old glasses, uh, a little older. Um, yeah, like older than I thought he was, but like cooler than I thought he was too, right? Like he had like a really sort of hip dad thing going yeah. on, but he wasn't a dad. No. I, or maybe he is a dad. I don't know. I don't know. Are you allowed to have kids if you're a radio host, or do they, like, you just, is it, do they take them away? <laughs> like, they, you can't. They down. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. They they tie your tubes. They give you a, a headset. They tie your tubes off. Yeah. Like this is your life now. No kids, logic. just the radio, just the airwaves. We're throwing some heavy heat from our hundred person podcast here on the internet <laughs> to radio. I want, I want someone. Yeah, I want someone on the radio to fight me. I want that to happen. We could, we could. Okay. I, I could arrange that. I could arrange that. I'd get beat up by someone on the on the radio. I'd do that. Cool. Let's add, let's aim for. I'm a July. terrible player. I don't want to. Let's do July twenty second. I like to add so dates that I never I never uh, I don't yeah. uh, adhere to. And yeah, I'll totally do like a UFC like knockdown drag out like cage match, and <laughs> just get my ass like turned into cookie dough. Turned into cookie dough. Man, we're. We're... Yeah, it's a water, fucking lumpy, and little brown bits in it. Really, just really questionable. I'm getting hungry. Uh, it's all that rice. We're getting Gabby. Sorry, uh, Kayla. You, you brought in some notes. Yeah. That you Don't want, be sorry. You want? Okay. Kyle, when you when you fantasize about fighting someone, do you? Do you think about getting beat up, or do you just think about doing the hitting? Wait, who who fantasizes about getting you know fight getting beat up? Like, oh, I'll take the punch like you this, and I'll fucking I'll, fantasize, I'll power like, like this, and I'll give up. You don't, like, you don't just like walk down the street. You don't just walk down the street and be like, "What if this guy jumps me right now?" You don't have those thoughts. You're like, "What if I someone just, just attacks me?" I think those are just normal thoughts. To I think for yeah, most guys, I think. Actually, I don't fantasize about losing the fight, though. That's the, that's the worst idea in the world. I'm not. I'm not like, oh yeah, I'm gonna fucking give up <laughs> in a, less than one minute. You just wait. It's like it's like yeah. a real possibility, though, right? I guess it could help to to do some kind of uh, training, like A/B testing, in my brain to see how it could uh, uh, fall gracefully. I suppose. 
No, I take that back. This is a dumb That's idea. Good. What are you talking about? <laughs> he's, so, he's so compelling. I'm like, yeah, maybe. Kayla, what are you prepared for this year? How do you block the knife? Kyle, how do you block the knife? Our, <laughs> Where do you go? Arturo told me uh, you're supposed to uh, uh, take a shirt, your shirt off and use it as like a, to get the knife, right? Me and, uh, me and yeah. uh, Kim worked at the same job and same boss. My thought with it was this, though, with the knife thing. Like, the only one quick enough to take off their shirt and wrap it around their fist is Arturo. He's the only guy who could do that fast enough. If I did, I'd just, like, get stabbed, and then the guy would be walking away and be like, why did he lift up his shirt? Like, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, that's an old joke. <laughs> it's my favorite shirt. I don't want it to get stabbed. Yeah, that's a good reasoning. And I didn't steal that kid. We fucking riffed that together, and you just never used the riff I gave you, so. And I, I don't use it on stage. So I'm not in trouble, so I'm still a fucking cool guy. Anyways, Kayla, you, you had something okay. prepared for us? I had some what? You had some notes, <laughs> you had some notes prepared for us? Oh, prepared for you now. I, just, I went to go grab my note that I made, um, and I, I pretty much covered everything. Um, the only thing I didn't... <laughs> didn't cover was my note uh that said gay public speaking in high school so in high school is there public speaking oh. little jokey jokes to the school you did public uh, speaking in high school in high school uh i did some uh it was part of our our gay straight alliance so i would do public speak to the school but so I was you like, were the you you were the appointed gay and they were like you were allowed to speak to the straights Yes, there was, how do the there was three of us gay leaders, and they were like, okay, so someone needs to go speak to the school. I was like, I'll do it. I did it a couple times, and I would try and be funny, and then uh, and my YouTube videos, and this is just like a lame uh, masturbatory me telling you my my uh, lead-up path mm -hmm. to public speaking. Um, the only other thing I had written down that I uh, didn't didn't say and uh, wanted to mention, I guess, was <laughs> it made me laugh because in in the episode you guys did with Meg, uh, Kyle, you said to Meg that you were pretty sure you'd seen Meg at the weed show. <laughs> he was like, "No, I was never there," and you were like, it "Must have been just somebody else in a toque." It was me for sure. <laughs> Glad. <laughs> you look like Meg. Highly so. likely. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe you actually don't come to the main shows, but just like I see, anytime I see someone like a. Like a hat toque and a and, and brown hair. I'm like, oh, there's that person I know. It's like just someone different all the time. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Yeah, but no, I really, I really don't have anything to say. Um, okay, great. Uh, uh, glad we had you on. You were on our shortlist for. You were one of the first people I wanted on, but uh, we were we're glad we finally got to schedule again. Sorry, it had to be like this. Uh, as you might know. We like to uh, close out the show in a diff. I think it's only me. Uh, I like to close out the show in a in a weird way. Do you have anything uh, you'd like us all to do? Pre-planned. Like, did this just start? I feel like I've caught up with your guys' episodes, and this is news to me. Do you watch the Do you watch the ends? No. Oh, wait, wait, the ends? Yeah, the wrap-ups. Like right at the end. Yeah, I do. Oh, obviously, you like don't have a brain. Well, look out because Kyle always, uh, Kyle always does something weird to sort of like wrap the pod. Okay, yeah, and uh, it's different every time because he always springs it on us. Okay, let's um, let's close, and we have to do it all at the same time. Um, our impression of like you know when you have like a, a book, like a novel or something, you pull the pages really quick. 
and it's so like hard so it like makes a colossal card sound on three let's all do that to end the pod it's been great having you okay thank one, you so much for having me yeah one two three <laughs> okay that's great all right awesome thanks guys that's it see you